Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, everyone. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and good evening and welcome along here to the flagship show, Five Yard Rush, at the almost at the conclusion of week 14. Uh, I'm your host, Dan, at Dan Hughes 99 and I'm joined as ever by the man himself, Murph. How are you, Murph? Are you well? I'm all good, man. All good. It's uh, We're in the final day of the fantasy regular season, unless uh, you are literally uh, in an eight-team league and your playoffs start next week. But I think 98% of fantasy playoff leagues have either already started or they yeah. will be starting next week. Um, so final day of a fantasy regular season. I don't think I've got any playoffs to start uh, in week 16. So for me, this is the final day. It's gone so uh, quick as always. And that's it. And we've got a good game to end it on tonight, right? Cards and Rams. There's a lot of flagship high-profile names in those games that a lot of competing teams will probably have on their rosters. Um, so there could be a lot of people sat waiting on some performances tonight. It's the ultimate witching hour. You talk about um, you talk about the amazing uh, red zone and what um, Scott Hansen does, friend of the show, Scott Hansen. And yeah, you, you look at that and go, right, okay, so... Um, this is the ultimate witching hour where wins become losses and losses will become wins. And some people's seasons will come down to tonight's game, which is absolutely nuts. Um, just thinking about it. And if you think 15 weeks of competition and or 14 weeks of competition, then it's yeah. literally going to come down to one game. So it's why we play the um, game. It's why we love it. 
and most of us won't be awake to see it here. So uh, <laughs> we'll have that pleasant surprise or that horrible pain when we wake up in the morning and, and flick through the apps and see how we all, we all got on and how we fared, I guess. So there's, uh, there's that to look forward to. So tonight coming up, we're going to have a little look through. We've got some new stuff here at Five Yard. Uh, Mel's going to talk us through that, what we've got and how it's going to work. We're going to have a look at some news that we've had through the NFL in the recent week. And then we're going to look at what sort of takeaways we've got from week 14. Um, first of all, as always, follow us on social medias at Five Yard Rush, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and so on. Um, and there's something new joining that. So Murph, talk us through what we've got. What's, what's this new thing we have? Well, I'll, I'll, te- I'll save the I'll save the one of the new bits for the for later on in the show, which will be um, I'm going to do a special Q and A uh, on a platform tomorrow night, which I'll share okay. the details with in the show notes, but also later on, which we'll get into. We'll give it its time in June near the end of the show. Um, just a few bits of of updates is obviously the uh, DFS pod is going out as normal. Um, no more DFS contests for the rest of the year now. That'll be it. But hopefully we we might be able to bring them back next year. Uh, in terms of um, if you're a fan of uh, Pitsy's column on a Friday, that's um, going to be not. It wasn't out last week. Wasn't out this week. Uh, just a few things going on there. Um, just with regards to his unsung hero uh, article that he does. So, but all the everything else is the same. Um, Patreon, I'm cranking out more Patreon casts. I'm doing uh, squad uh, analysis of teams. Um, so Patreon cast 5.0, which is a, a podcast I do just for Patreons every couple of weeks. Um, although it seems to be every week at the moment because of, of the crucial time of the year. Um, I'm reviewing like their part, uh, their their squads, what their what I would do if I was their owners. Um, anything from waiver wires to advantages they can they can take uh in the rosters and things like that so if you want that service you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash five yard rush uh, and take advantage of that service and all the other resources that are on there plus access to the whatsapp channel and you get access to me um pretty much all day every day it seems um but it's great it's a great group of, of folks in there and they contribute as much content as I do, really, in terms of answering questions and starts it. So um, they can attest to the, the hit rate that I've come across this year um, in terms of either just picking kickers or just picking uh, players for their lineups. Um, I do get a couple wrong, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, uh, it's been uh, pretty pretty successful uh, across the board. So, um, and I think they will they will enjoy that as much as. Well, they've enjoyed it and they feedback, so I'm sure they recommend it as much as anyone. But other than that, it's it's near the end of the season, so uh, we're going to change lanes in a few weeks' time, and uh, I, more than anyone, <laughs> will enjoy that change of pace, I think, a little bit. You'll be right. You've got enough playoff teams, I'm sure, to keep you active for another couple of weeks at least, right? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely will be busy. Um, I did have. I'm going to brag about this a little bit. I'm in a. I'm in an analyst uh, league, and I had a sort of. I, I wasn't quite in a winning in situation, but I wasn't quite confirmed. Um, I'm a good friend of the show, Justin Boone, is who I had last week, and I had the real pleasure of beating him with the Titans D um, and the 29 yeah. points they put up, um, which not just confirmed my spot in the in the playoffs, but eliminated him. So um, I took a little bit of pleasure in that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I've talked about the Titans D for ages, so I like I like to sit here and say that there was some skill in that, in the sense of 
I think I must have said the words Titan D about 300 times in the last few weeks, about everywhere I've been, <laughs> whoever's had me on shows. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be, it's a, it's a really deep league. Some of the industries, uh, greats are in there. Danny Kelly of the ringer is in there. Um, Ray Garvin's in there. Um, Justin Boone, who we talked about, Ian Hartis is in there. It looks like he's going to get pipped last minute. He's going to get booted out by my friend uh, Mauricio Gutierrez of uh, Mexico. Looks like he's going to boot him out. Um, there's some great guys in Brazil. Mark from France is in there. Um, uh, Tara Victoria, who's uh, Fantasy Pros. Victoria Geary from Football Guys. Um, I'm sure I'm missing someone, but it's a pretty good group of folks in there. It's been a quite an active league, so... To make the playoffs in that, and uh, Stocks and I, Stocks drafted the team, but I've carried mm-hmm. it through the year. And uh, between us, we've got ourselves into the the playoffs of the Kings Classic. Um, nice. Which is a again, the people in there is it's a quite an elite company. No mean feat, yeah. No mean feat. So we're pretty happy with that. So, uh, but as I say to everyone, the playoffs is is kind of the benchmark. It's where you want to be, but titles is what we measure so we've now got to spend the next 21 or so days working together and let's all go get some ships well yeah on that note we've spoken i haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks so um no i want to touch on alexander madison the man you crowed about for weeks dalvin cook going down how long did you you, you say to go and get him on the waivers he had a brief spell but it came to fruition for that one week i guess uh, yeah there's a few players <laughs> it's in short, talk- wasn't it yeah, I mean, but there was a few players that talked about in that in that time. Um, yeah. about I'm still waiting for Benny Snell to win his championship, mate. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've got him. I've got him. Hey, so, we got three we'll weeks to happens. go yet. Well, we got three weeks to go yet. The Steelers yeah. are still competing. If the Steelers stop competing in two weeks, week 17, where well, that be, division's right? just nuts. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of thought they'd be out of it right about now. So we'll see what happens. But you know, there's a few players that have have come up uh, through there. Pollard had his game. Um, all right, now he's he's injured, but he would have had yeah. more prominence going forward. So the play was yeah. right, but he's now done his plantar. And if you've ever had plantar fasciitis, I can tell you it's very painful. Yeah. Um, so that's a uh, shame because it kind of had played out to fruition and then didn't happen. Mark Ingram had his spell. Um, we talked Any about goal. several other yeah. handcuffs, but yeah, um, it is now we're in the era of the handcuffs. Tube Hubbard is probably one now. That yes. We, you know, it was another player I said we need to go and get, and uh, and people did. And he, as I talked about on last week's show, I know you weren't here. You had a few oh, broadband issues. I said, right, yes. we've done the we've done the handback, uh, we've done the handcuffs. Now it's now time to refresh our rosters. So yeah. if you missed last week's show, do go back and listen. There was a lot of stuff in there, but now it's a case of I was telling people we were telling people a couple of weeks ago, right, get yourself three or four of these handcuff backs. Yeah load your roster and if you did that and you picked up your youtube harper your alexander Mattsons, you would have had the benefit of those now it's a case of right let's get rid of some of these guys and let's go ahead like madison now is droppable you can drop madison um mm-hmm. i can understand the logic holding on to him maybe you might if you had no one else better you want to keep two running backs on your roster but no more than that you want to get a quarterback we told people to go drop quarterbacks now it's the time to go and get them i was telling people go and get Taysom hill before everyone goes and gets Taysom yeah. hill um go get a tight end if there's a decent one available uh, and go and get some wide receivers and what you want to do is now with what we're seeing is all these covid bubbles mm-hmm. penetrating we're seeing players like keenan allen and mike williams i know he went um 
Darrell Henderson. These are all yeah. players who are now are missing games because of COVID. So it's now next guy up. And the waiver wire is thin. It's really thin now. So now you need to get a player at every position and have them on your bench. Because if you get a last minute, like Keenan Allen was early in the week, so you had time to pivot on the waiver wire. Yep. Darrell Henderson was after the waiver wire. All right, he's yep. not played yet. But you would have been stuck for thinking about who you can try and pick up. So that's why you need to have someone you need to be ahead of the game. So you refresh those rosters now, have someone available in each position um, that's going to that you can feel comfortable starting. And there's so some advice at, in this show. You're now looking at what? Sensible floor backups, I guess. Yeah, correct. As you you're know, looking... with the liver points on the board, even if it's not the upside you want, but you've got players with upside. And you now need, if you lose a stud, you need someone who's going to put steady points on the board. You need a balance between players who yeah. you, can, you can start and then yeah. having a few on there that are upside players. Um, you can't just, and you know, some people will advocate just shoot for the moon which is fine. But if you lose a quarterback to close contact on a Saturday yeah. and the only backups available are like Jared Goff, you're pretty much you've lost. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You, you, you pretty much, if you're going to have to start Jared Goff or Mike Glennon, you had a Russian TV. All right. <laughs> great. And I'm, I'm sure anyone that I started, Mike, well, I started the problem Mike is Glennon. he's had his Russian TV now. That's the problem. I mean, I started Mike Gladden in the league this week um, purely uh, just because I knew I was going to win the matchup and yeah. thought the other player, I, I misread his roster because uh, it's a vampirish league. And I thought I saw in his super flex, I thought I saw Aaron Rodgers and it was Amari Rodgers. Ah, vast <laughs> difference in but yeah, ability and I saw A Rodgers yeah. Green Bay and didn't yeah. didn't bother to look any further. Um, and that's, but I'm going to win the matchup anyway, so it didn't hurt. Cool. So some of the sort of players you're thinking about now is we saw the emergence, or I say emergence, the re-emergence of our very own Buccaneer, Rashad Perryman. No, not the kind of guy you want to go get. <laughs> Bruce has come Why? out and said he's the best we've got at free at the minute. No, he's not. No, he's not. Tyler Johnson is. Antonio yeah. Brown will be back. But... Yeah, Tyler Johnson, Scoot will be back soon. Antonio yeah. Brown will finish his suspension soon. Yeah. No, just listen. Anyone's looked at Rashad Perriman and gone, oh, wow, he scored like 10 fantasy points yesterday. I mean, amazing. He got targeted once. He yep. got targeted once in the whole game, and it was on the final play. No, yep. thanks. No, I was trying to segue into our first bit of news from week 14. Nicely <laughs> done. And you just... Well, I thought I'd just cut it off. Basically, took a shot down to my kneecaps, basically. Yeah, Because so. <laughs> um, the main bit of news from week 14, Tom Brady, we're going to start with the Buccaneers. There's me and you here, right? 700 career touchdown pass and a walk-off overtime win against the Bills. Does it get any better than that as a Buccaneer fan? Well, yeah, half-time was probably better than that, right? I was, was going to say, now, <laughs> yeah. true honesty, I fell asleep at half-time um, <laughs> and missed the second half. So I have watched it back on, on Game Pass. Uh, I'm not going to go to a Game Pass rant, but it annoys me that you can pay all this money for a service. And I get it's blacked out for the game, right? I understand that. I, I get the logic of it. Why I can't download the game at five o'clock the next morning is beyond me. Like, I do not understand why I have to wait until four o'clock in the afternoon before I can download it. Like, that annoys me. Like, I get it. It's not on during the game because it's on Sky. I can, I can live with that. I can live with that as a, as, a, as a consumer model. Why I can't download it 10 hours later is beyond, or even five hours later is beyond me. But anyway, yeah, it, yeah, I mean... Walk-off touchdown, 700 for Brady. I mean, he's, he's, we're going to get a, a record broken every week now. I don't know how many records he's got left to 
break. He broke. I think he also in the game he broke Drew Brees' completion record as well. Um, yeah. But did you see the Buccaneers see. staff learnt from the mistake yeah. with the ball <laughs> after Mike Evans giving away the the record breaking touchdown reception ball uh, and the amount that cost the Buccaneers in goods and services, I guess, to to reacquire. Um, if you ever watch a video of Perriman's touchdown again, there is a staff member on hand who sprints 25 yards to get the ball the second Perriman drops it out of his hands. There was no way they were letting that go. I, I just think it's joyless. Are <laughs> oh, you joyless? Listen, that whole, that, whole saga that, that whole saga that played out when the, the completion happened, like, that was great. That's what we want as fans. We want, and I appreciate it. Well, cost you are, if you're the one that got the ball. But... <laughs> All right, well, listen, this cost the Bucks what? 20, 30 grand, whatever it cost them. Like, what, what is that? For the press that they got yeah. and the jerseys they would have sold, behave yeah. yourself. Like, well, now we're going to employ someone whose sole job is to stop these uh, stop uh, these balls getting thrown in the ground. Like, I, I don't know if it was his sole job, but uh, everyone, I, I think, not. was certainly on, on high guard for it to occur, I think, so. It would have been interesting yeah, I, if Perryman had kept, retained the ball and gone to the crowd with it. Would they have stopped him on route? I, I've got a bigger back. bone to pick, and and it's actually with the New York Jets. Now I'm not a big lover of the New York Jets franchise, but you know I really wanted them to win yesterday. And there's a few yes. Jets fans, Tom and Rich and um, Matt Cullen and all. Matt from Twitter. Yeah, Matt from Twitter, and um, um. There's quite a few Jets contingents. You know, I was behind you boys yesterday, and you just yeah, never again, never again. What is going? Thoughts. Like, come on, you have one job: beat the beat the Aints, and all of a sudden, the Buccaneers can celebrate their first um, division far. title for 14 years. But no, we've got to wait till next week. But yeah, you know, also we can do it against the Saints now. So yeah, I mean, and that's fine. But I, you know, I would have liked to have done it sooner, but. It's listen. I think it. No one. It's now. It's a case of when they're not if for the Buccaneers to make the playoffs. And yeah. actually, I was just playing around with some of the playoff odds. Um, the Buccaneers are favoured statistically to win the Super Bowl. Um, so they have a greater than ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs. They have a greater than ninety nine percent chance of making the division or winning the division, which is not a surprise. Um, they have a. 26% chance of, of winning, of getting the first round by. Now that is behind the Packers and the Cardinals who stand at 33 and 38% respectively, but they are 17% to win the Super Bowl, which does make them statistically favorites. Um, the Packers are second favorites. The Cardinals third favorites joint with the Patriots. The Chiefs are now fifth favorites. And then everyone else is under 5%. But what's interesting is the Chargers. The Chargers are the the Chargers and the Titans are tied sick favourites. Bills all the way down to three percent. Ravens all the way down to three percent, which a couple of weeks ago would have seemed crazy. We would talk about them with such with such long odds of winning the Super Bowl, but uh, so they are. Um, in fact, now the Bills' chances of winning the division is just twenty percent, which is mad. So yeah. Uh, but we're seeing that across the AFC, aren't we, right now? The AFC is looking for that standout team to, to rise above. And I guess every week, every other week, a team sort of makes itself a, a bit more prominent in the race. And two weeks later, they're starting to fall away again. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to get there. Well, they six wins straight now, the Chiefs, I think. Um, yeah, six six straight wins. Um, 
but you know, let's let's not forget some other teams that are uh, officially still in contention. Uh, the Bears have a zero point three percent chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> Um, the uh, Panthers, who have lost 11 straight with Cam Newton as starter, are 0.4% to make the playoffs. Um, and the Gettleman-led uh, Giants are 1% yeah. to make the playoffs. The, the Falcons are 12% chance to make the playoffs. Will be one of the worst teams that ever make it, surely. Yeah, I mean, they've got a better chance than the Seahawks and the Raiders um, and the Steelers and the Dolphins. So there you wow. go. Falcons fans are living at large with a 500 record. I'd, I'd be okay if the Falcons made it at the Saints' expense. Same. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't want to make it, but if it's them or the Saints, we'll take the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you've got, you've got three wildcard teams, right, that are going to make it. Now, the Rams, unless the Rams or the Cardinals, it's probably likely the Rams one are going to take yeah. one spot. Right on their own, yeah. because the one of them is going to win the division. The other one's going to be the yeah. wild card. Naturally, we probably assume that the Rams are going to take that. And the Niners are still banning about in that division as well. So you got the the Niners. Um, you pretty much can't win the, the division. You got the no. Niners, uh, Washington, and then you've got one of the Saints slash Falcons knocking around. Who who will take? Who are in com competition for that that spot? Vikings are hanging on there as well. Uh, I don't like the schedule, and I don't listen. Any team that throws away a twenty-eight point lead to <laughs> to nearly lose to Ben Roethlisberger and his noodle arm is is not in not in. And they lost the Lions the week before. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not putting the I'm not putting the uh, I'm not putting them in the race. I'm sorry, just not going to do it. I know they're technically in it, but uh, yeah, not for me. Any any thoughts on the Eagles squeezing in there? I mean, they're tied at the minute with Washington and. Still got to play the Giants now, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they ha they actually have a decent chance. So, they do. um, they're they twice chance. with their tie, believe, and they got to play the Giants and the Cowboys. Yeah, I think how that series determines is, is who will be the seventh seed. That's how I see it. If they split the division, mm. if they split that, who knows? But yeah, I think I think that'll be close. I think it's there's definitely a lot to play for in these next three four weeks. Um, we definitely have. I I still think the winner of the Super Bowl comes from the NFC. I know there's not many great NFC teams. I know we're really only realistically looking at five, um, which is going to be the four division winners and, and the Rams. I think anyone yeah. else you could say are are in with a puncher's chance, but I wouldn't I wouldn't rate the chances of, of going all the way. I mean, I, I'd but, go as far as take the Cowboys out of that, to be honest with you. I think the, the fact that they're in the division is by miles is fine, but I think when you get the playoff football and that level rises, I think the Cowboys will be found out. What is weird, if you'd said to us at the start of the season that the Cowboys' offense would be terrible, not terrible, that's harsh, not up to scratch, and the defense would be the one that's carrying them, you would have said you're mad. And, I, you know, it's amazing. We watched a couple of years ago, we watched a coach leave their position, was told they were pretty much washed in the NFL, have come back and have won a ring as a defensive coordinator in top bowls, and shown them what great football coach he is. Dan Quinn has done exactly the same. Dan Quinn is on a very similar journey to Todd Bowles. He has done an incredible job, an incredible job with that defense. You have to look at that. That defense was historically bad last year. I think Dan Quinn, for me, probably coordinator of the year. Given what that was last year and given what it is now, I, you know, I, I'd have to give it to him. I, I think for me, coordinator of the year, I think he's been terrific and it, 
you know, I think I always liked him as a coach. I always thought he was a good coach. I just felt he had to go at some point. You can't fall that far from the cliff that, that they did. Um, and I don't think they ever got over that Super Bowl loss. And think when you've gone through something like that, you either sink or swim and, and they, they sunk uh, really. But yeah, I think he's done a great job. And I think Mike McCarthy's really on the hot seat now. I think he's in real trouble. I think if they don't win a playoff game, I can I can see him going. Given Especially the as they'll have a home game as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would expect them to have a home game. You'd expect them to get. But I mean, it, it, you're looking at it and you think right now they're probably going to get the Rams. Yeah. Would you make the Cowboys favourite in that game? I wouldn't. No, no, not at home. Even at home, I wouldn't. So, no. no. Oh dear. Um, the other thing to come out of the Tampa Bills game was Josh Allen picking up a bit of a, a foot injury or an ankle injury, perhaps. Any it turf toe is what we is what is being spread out. Is it's turf toe? Yeah, I mean it's painful. It is. Um, I think you'll play through it. Um, it affected, I think, Patrick Mahomes had that last year, from memory? Yeah, Patrick, was, uh, Patrick Gibson Mahomes. Antonio Gibson had it. Yeah, it affects running backs more, if you think yeah. about what they have to do. I think the difference is Mahomes had had toe injuries. Turf toe was part of it, but he also had something else that was wrong mm. with So I think it's going to affect him. Um, yeah. Depends what foot it is away. as well, I don't know, because that plant in your foot as a QB to, to make a throw, if it's on that foot and you can't step into a throw as properly and... You know, it may have yeah. more effect, but also it may take away that little running game threat he has. Could do, um, which was which was vital for them yesterday. I mean, I know yeah. they didn't win the game, but they came back from twenty-four to three down. I think uh, I look at I look at them now and think they're in real trouble. They're in real trouble as a team because they're, you know, they were getting through on the on the defense, and you know they put they you know they gave up their first three hundred yard pass of the season yesterday. That's no disgrace. I mean, to the defending champs and and, and TB12, you know, you can't you can't sit there and say that's unfortunate or a surprise. It's one of these things, right? It's the same way the Buccaneers gave up 160 yards rushing. Again, not a huge surprise. But I think that they are in real trouble if his mobility goes and it's reliant on just his arm. And I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a massive Josh Allen fan. I just think they're already struggling. And now they're going to struggle even more. I, you know, I, I'd go as far to say that I'd probably rule them out of a deep championship run if they make the playoffs. They're holding on to that seven seed. Um, the schedule turns for them a little bit. They should probably get there, but yeah, I think they're going to struggle. If if it's turf toe, I think he'll play through it because uh, he's a tough, he's a tough, tough yeah. person, Josh Allen. But I think it will affect him massively. Fair. Did you know as well in that game? I don't know if you've seen. Just quickly, last point on that. The Bills didn't hand off to a running back for the whole first half of the game. No, I did. Yeah. I think it was the first game since 1991, I think I saw, where there was no handoff to a running back. I think what they did is they saw the fact that the Patriots could win without throwing the ball and thought, well, we'll try and do it the other way with, without <laughs> using a running back. Didn't work, but, obviously. Uh, no, but as I say, if, if the injury does affect Josh Allen's ability to run, they're going to have to rethink that game plan way out of the outset. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're going to need they're going to need to do some work. That's for sure. Fine. So let's go from the Bucks, I guess, at the top, and let's head near the bottom. Urban Meyer. What did you make of the Jags? I 
listen, uh, it's hard for me to be objective here because I, I don't like Urban Meyer. I never have liked Urban Meyer. I, I don't like what he stands for. I don't think he should have been appointed into the NFL. I think you've got to be an upstanding person to be in the NFL. You've seen the standard of, of person you have to be to be successful in the NFL. Um, and I listen, I know that there's incidents and things happen and all those sorts of things. Urban Meyer, for me, shouldn't be in the NFL. Um, am I shocked by what I read? He's sitting here discarding that it's nonsense, that everything was leaked. I absolutely believe 100% of it. There's 100% truth that someone like Marvin Jones would just walk out and just not be interested. And um, I think Marvin Jones has shown how good of a professional he's been because he's been on some poor teams and he's always turned up. He's always been professional. And for him to take umbrage in something, like that's a big thing. Um, I just think, I just think, they're better getting rid. And I think the sooner, I, you know, you want to see out the season, fine. Um, but this offense is terrible. And it's not it's not as void as, it, it's not got that many bad players. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't have that many bad players. It, it's not talent rich. Don't get me wrong, you lose your first round pick. But, you know, they're getting shut out. They're getting shut out every other week now. And, Trevor Lawrence is not a bad QB and he's just not getting coached right. He's not getting coached right. He's been set out there to fail every week and Urban Meyer for me needs, needs to go. Um, you know, you'll see out the season, but there's too much. There's too much now with what happened when he stayed in Ohio. The controversy went with that. He's fallen out with the players, which knew was going to happen anyway. Uh, appointing a coach with a, a questionable past uh, early in the, early in the off season, um. Yeah, not for me. Just, I, I just think too much now. This is it, and it, you know, you can get away with all of this. He got away with it for so many years when he was winning. When he was winning, you can get away with a lot of things, and he got away with too much um, as a person because he was winning. When you're not winning, you don't get away with anything, and he needs to. He just needs to go for me. I think the Jags made a mistake. You can see why they did it. Um, but he he needs to go. They need to get someone else in. And there's too many good coaches in the NFL who aren't getting chances, like Eric Bieniemy, um, Wink Martindale of Baltimore, Todd Bowles. You know, th- these are coaches that deserve opportunities. Dan Quinn, now I'd put in this conversation, of coaches that deserve an, a chance or another chance of being an NFL head coach. And I don't think you need to have an Urban Meyer in here clogging a job. I just don't. And so uh, I hope he goes. Um, I speak to a lot of Jags fans. I think everyone is in agreement that this man needs to go. He needs to go soon. So I don't wish anyone to lose their job, but he is the exception for me. And just in fantasy terms, the Jags players now effectively become droppable at this stage. I mean, one that was hanging on, I guess, was James Robinson, but his usage has just dropped off a cliff. I'm going to hold that thought until later on because I've got a section on James Robinson, but the short answer is I would hold. Okay, fair enough. Um, the other thing we saw this week, I guess, was the sad passing of Demarius Thomas, um, a player that was very prominent in my time starting to get into the NFL and really sort of following it and picking it up. So 33 years old, I believe he was an incredible loss to the game. Nobody's had nothing but bright things to say about him. Um, and the Broncos in their game against the Lions had a very nice fitting tribute, didn't they, where they come out for the first snap um, and left the extra receiver slot empty in his absence. Um, 
the clock ran out. They they took a, a delay of game penalty, uh, which the Lions rightly declined as well. Um, and then the game went on from there. But it was a nice show of, of humility and a nice little touch, I thought. Just shocking. Um, I actually, a few years ago, bought stocks, um, a Demarius Thomas jersey, because um, of how important he was to the Broncos and the franchise. And um, yeah, I, it's it's amazing how you know when something like that happens, just your perspective of everything changes. And he is he's a legend in in Denver, an absolute legend. Um, but a great pro, even even when he was at the Jets and uh, the final steps of his journey. I know he didn't put up the numbers, and I know he he you know kind of dipped off. But you know, excellent professional. What he did for the community, what he did for hundreds, if not thousands, of children with his charity work and everything. You know, that's the stuff that doesn't make the back pages. It doesn't it doesn't get reported as much. But um, a terrific human being by all by all accounts from the sounds of it and yeah, a massive loss to everybody. And yeah, nice, nice tribute by the Broncos. I'm sure this will, that will be the first of, of many tributes. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him be put in their ring of honor or whatever their equivalent is um, next season. It wouldn't shock me to see some sort of dedication. I wouldn't even shock me to see a retiring of number. Um, and I think all of that is fitting and, and deserved for a man who was, instrumental in their success in Super Bowl 50. He sure was, he sure was. So, um, Lamar Jackson, next one we got on our list here. Left the game very early on. Cost me and a lot of must-win games, I guess, this week. Um, losing Lamar Jackson early on and he lost to the Browns. Yeah, it's a, the line is a sprained ankle. I'm mm -hmm. sceptical that that is what it is. Um, I just think, knowing the kind of competitor Lamar Jackson is, this is a man who's a former MVP of this league, that he is someone who, you know, that that was a must-win game for the Ravens, and they didn't win, and he didn't play. You could sit here and say that was precaution, but if it was a sprained ankle, they would have known that relatively quickly, I would like to think. Um so I, I think it's something else. And this is me just being a little bit cynical, maybe. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be out for the season. But don't be surprised if we see um, a, a, a grade strain that's stronger than what's being suggested and that he doesn't play next week. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. I'm just trying to read between the lines. He goes out in the first six, seven minutes of that game and doesn't come back. Yeah, that's more than that's more than a sprain, more than a mild sprain. At the it is when it's a big divisional game as well, with stuff on yeah. the line. It's not like they were up in the game or Huntley or, or out of the game. Exactly that. that yeah, or Huntley did okay, but he's not Lamar Jackson, is he? No, I, if that's in the fourth quarter, I wouldn't read anything into it. I just think, yeah. okay, it is what it is. But time you can evaluate it, the game's over. Yeah. They, you know, you're, they're three hours. <laughs> you, you know. I, they're three hours. They ruled him out pretty quickly. They ruled him out, I think, half time. So they ruled him out after an hour. They didn't need the full three hours. It says to me there's something. There's something that they feel concerned about. Either that or he has a, a very low pain, pain tolerance, which I've seen Lamar Jackson play, and I don't believe that is the case because he would not make the plays that he makes in fear of getting hurt. So I don't know. 
I think for me, there's a little bit more to it than just an ankles. I mean, it might be they they could be technically right, and it's quite a, a moderate to severe sprain. It's not a mild sprain, and therefore I'd look at him and think, is he likely to play next week? I mean, we have to we have to wait and see. It's Monday. There's plenty of time, but I. I <laughs> There is a bit of concern there, just given how quickly he was ruled out of the game. You know, another player got injured yesterday was Austin Eckler. See, I would read less into that, given the fact it was 37-7 when he left the game. You know, it was nine minutes left in the game. Why would you risk him? You know, you're up 30 points against the Giants. And, you know, he might be just as injured, if not more so. But I wouldn't look at him being held out as something that I'd be concerned about at this stage until I got more information, because... The game situation says, well, you probably would have rested him not long after anyway. Um, so, yeah, so it's one to keep an eye on uh, if you made your next round of your playoffs or you're in your playoffs. Um, this is why you need a quarterback uh, on your bench. We talked about it at the top of the show. This, this is yeah. why you need it. It's, it's for, for this right here. So, what a lovely uh, segue into that. Yeah. <laughs> that loop around there. Perfect. Anyone think we scripted this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and another quarterback who started to draw some headlines there was some last year about him i'm sure it's going to get bigger and bigger again um russell wilson talking of trading out of seattle again do we think it's going to happen if i'm seattle i'd be crazy not to do it okay um i think you've got to trade him i think you've got to trade him i think you have to look at that team right they're what four five win team now Mm-hmm. What are they? Five wins after yesterday? Yeah, five and eight. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the five-win team after beating Houston. Um, the defense is pretty terrible. Let's get it right. You've got no first-round yeah. pick next year because you've no. traded it for Jamal Adams, who's made little to no difference to your team, and that's just my opinion. Um, offensive line pretty poor. Um, receiver core good. Quarterback obviously great. Um, no, I mean, you've got running games, which you've spent the first round pick on, which is now looking great in a point where you don't need it to because you're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I just think you need to blow it up. I think you need to blow okay. it up. I think you need to, you've got a lot of guys and a lot of money who you could probably shift and you need to rebuild and you need to picks because they don't have any. They don't have any picks. They've, they've convinced themselves for the last three or four years they're in a, a win now window. Yeah, and in that win now window, they've made no NFC title games. So this is where I think organization and coach are probably going to be on different paths because one hundred percent. Pete Carroll, I don't think is going to want to blow this up because well, he's in his seventies now. I genuinely don't know how long he'll keep going uh, with it. Does he want to go out? I mean, Bill Belichick's actually taken to it and found himself a new quarterback that's passable. But does Pete Carroll want to start all of that again at this stage of his career? No, no, no. Pete, Pete Carroll won't want to do it. But at this point, you then have to sit there and think, well, Pete Carroll's in his mid-70s. How, how long do you want him to continue? Mm-hmm. Um, I would question after the last couple of years, is he really the guy? And, you know, winning a Super Bowl gets you X amount of rope, right? Yeah. Yeah. We saw it with Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy got about four years too long in Green Bay. Yeah. I think anyone will tell you that that was the case. Um, and I think Pete Carroll's probably had about three years too long in Seattle. They're just, they're a good team, not a great team. And the bottom line is now is those teams in the NFC every single year, 
that gap is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, the other thing is, because you, you, you've got two paths. You can reload, which is what the Bucks did. And the Buccaneers went and retooled the entire defense, drafted really well, got a lot of defensive picks, which some you know ridiculed and mocked. And then when the court, franchise quarterback didn't work out, all right, Tom Lady, Tom Brady kind of falls into that the laps, right? Um, and that was the final piece. And that makes a massive difference. But it's not just Tom Brady. That defense carried the team in the playoffs. And that was all built through the draft. Seattle don't have any draft capital, or not a lot. They had the least amount of draft picks last year in the draft. They don't have many draft picks this year. don't have a first. At some point, you need to rebuild the entire team. Now, you look at your tradable assets. What have they got as tradable assets? Russell Wilson would command a very, very hefty sum. And don't forget, yeah. how old is Russell Wilson now? 35? Still younger than me, mate. I mean, yeah. But I mean, the, my, my point on Russell Wilson is if you need to, re, it's not a reloadable offense. They're no. too far Russell behind. Wilson's 33. Okay. So he's a bit younger than I thought he was. But you look at that offense and you look at you look at that team and you think, is that, could you put two or three players in there and make it compete? No. It needs a, an overhaul, which means, and they don't have the picks to even get those couple of players. They don't have the cap to do it. I think you need to get rid of Russ, get your haul. You can get a really big haul. I think you can sign a free agent quarterback for a year or two and wait for a draft class. I don't think this is the one that I'd go after. But although you could take a punt on someone like Desmond Ritter, who I think would fit quite nicely in what Pete Carroll wants to do. And I think you could put Desmond Ritter in somewhere, in somewhere like Seattle, build an offensive line around him. He's got weapons. Yeah. And then you retool and rebuild the defensive line and defense. I reckon in three years with a rookie quarterback, you could probably compete. But that's an idea. But I just I don't I don't trust the front office to manage it well. Russell Wilson doesn't want to be there. He's, he's pretty obvious. Um, so, so who I, do we see as sensible suitors for Russell Wilson? We think in Steelers, yeah, Saints, maybe. Denver, Nah, Denver, Denver for me would be the the favourites. I think you have to look at the situation of um, what they've got to offer as a team that are as close to winning. Now, listen, I think they need to change coach, Denver. I don't yeah. think they've got the right coaching staff in. But if you change the coaching staff, I look at Denver's roster and think there's not that many holes. There's not that many. They don't need that many players to be a, a top. Now, listen, they, they've got to compete in a division with... Kansas City, right? Yeah. And and the Chargers. It's a tough division, but I don't think they've got a lot of holes in their roster. I think it's a tough division, but for Russell Wilson leaving the Seahawks, it's probably an easier division than what he's used to right now. So. Potentially. And listen, you know, he'd be a great fit. Um, I think I think Denver's a good one. I, I don't think the Saints can pay him. I don't think with a salary cap situation, it would work. And you, I can see the destination. I can see it making sense. But I think financially, I don't think they can take the contract. Do you not think the Steelers um, would be a viable option? I don't think they can take the contract. Okay. I didn't know about all that. But um, yeah, it but just seemed like a nice fit if Ben retires, slide him in. They're not a million miles off. Nah, I mean, that makes that makes some sense if they can make the money work, potentially. Um, Miami. How about a team? You started out that with the Bucks starting 
backloading defense, young rookie picks. Another team in the same division tried to do something very similar, rebuilt defense young, and then they've struggled to find that franchise quarterback in the Panthers. They tried it in the offseason with Sam Darnold, it hasn't worked. Would someone like yeah. the Panthers work potentially? I'm not sure Russell Wilson will, will want to go there, but okay. as a team, I reckon that again makes sense. I, I think, think Russell Wilson seven. makes the Panthers a competing team. I completely agree. I, th- I think I look at that team with Russell Wilson and think that probably makes a good amount of sense. I, th- I, I think that's reasonable. I think that is something that I think you'd have to do similar to what um, Tampa did with Brady, give him some control and, and say, hey, you know, if you want to bring some guys in. I, th- I think that's what players want. I look at Rodgers. I look at Russell Wilson. These are two guys that could potentially go. I, th- I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is another one that will change teams in the summer. Um, and both these players will want control. They'll want what Brady's done and gone, wow, that's cool. I want to do that. I, w- I want to bring my guys in. I want to bring my guys and I want to have a say in the front office. And I want to be able to call people up and say, hey, why don't you come and join me? Um, and that's because I, really, the, the belief they have in their own ability to perform because they're putting their neck on the line doing that. Exactly that, and it makes sense. And you know, players, players like Russell Wilson and, and Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady have deserved that kind of opportunity to have yeah. that kind of ability to say, "Well, I want some responsibility." Um, Speak for a head coach though to kind of go, "I'm going to share this power a little bit," though. That's quite a big thing for a coach to do. You need someone that's open to that. Well, Bruce Arians was a twice coach of the year. Um, And he called Tom Brady out within about his second or third game as well, right? Yeah. But I think they knew what they were doing with that. I think that was a media ploy. But anyway, I think think Russ will change teams. I think Rodgers will change teams. Um, And I think the NFL will be better for it. And if if I was the Seahawks, I'd blow it up. But as long as they don't end up at the Panthers and the Saints, I'll be happy with it as well, I think, because that'd be happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Another QB you might be on the move is next on our list here, um, Gardner Minshew. So that's based off the back of Jalen Hurts expected to come back week 15. Gardner Minshew done himself no harm whatsoever, stepping in in his absence. Um, and I'm sure there must be a team out there that he may be able to try and rekindle a bit of a starting career somewhere. The this is where I think the Saints makes a lot of sense because I think you could get Gardner Minshew for very little. I think Gardner Minshew could be a very good quarterback under the tutelage of, of Sean Payton. This to me makes a lot of sense. Or the Panthers, again, they're two teams, I think. The Saints but I think both of, of those organisations have tried the cheap option with Winston and maybe not so cheap Darnold, but they've tried that other guy. I think both of those would need to go and but I don't think the Saints can do it. I don't think the Saints no, can they, do it. Unless well, the Saints draft one. If the Saints mm-hmm. draft one, that's different. But I I think for me, I look at Jalen Hurts and think Jalen Hurts' job I don't think is overly secure. Maybe he gets another year. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think I think Gardner Minshew, I think, there you go. If you want to find a problem uh, problem to solve, why don't you send God? If you trade Dangerous, why don't you go and get Gardner Minshew? Could you could you do worse as a stopgap than Gardner Minshew? I think could. I think I think Gardner Minshew. If you think of the haul that you're going to get in return for Russell Wilson, you're probably going to get four first round picks spread over a couple of years. Then I think about 
the fact you're probably going to get some additional picks as well. And you do that, and then you use those picks to solidify. You fill some holes in that roster, mostly on defense, but some offensive line. You then go ahead and sign Gardner Minshew. I, I look at that and think that's quite a good solution. <laughs> I don't know. I, I look at that and think Gardner Minshew with four or five very good college players is probably going to do you better than Russell Wilson on his own. That's my thought. I think I probably agree with you. Um, talking of studs, running backs, Derek Henry, been injured. It looks like he's progressing quite nicely, though, if you've made your playoffs in your fantasy and you sat on your IR currently. Is there a bit of hope for him to come back? They're talking he may week make 18. the real playoffs. Not sure about our playoffs, right? They're talking week 18. Mm. Painful. I would hold in the hope you maybe get championship week, but no, I don't think you get week 15 or 16. Uh, with him, I think Championship Week will be the stretch. Okay. Uh, I guess as well that depends if the Titans need the game or not, whether they actually run that risk as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they'll win the division, which will give them a top four. I don't think yeah. they'll be able to reach the first. No. I think they'll be out of the competition of the bye. So it depends about coordinating your path. I think playing for the two seed is, is still quite significant because you're getting a home draw in the next round, which as the four seed, you might not. Yeah. Fair. So, something to play for. Indeed. But he's coming back, which is what we all want to see as NFL fans, right? The best players on the pitch as often as possible. So that's a positive yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, other news this week, the uh, Bryce Heisman Trophy award was done. Went to Alabama. Yeah, first... You think about this, the first ever Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy. So you think about all the Alabama quarterbacks that are in the league, just in the league right now, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. That's three. So three of the starting 32 went to Alabama. Um, and that's just off the top of my head. I'm sure there's another one in there somewhere I've, I've missed. Um, you think the years that Nick Saban has run, you think of all the players that have come from that. Um that team. Uh, listen, I like Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's a, a good player. I think he's going to have an okay career in the NFL. I don't think he's going to have a stellar career. I don't think he is as NFL ready as, say, Tua was, um, per se, or Mac Jones. I don't. Uh, listen, if you gave me the choice between Bryce Young and Mac Jones, I'd take Mac Jones uh, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Not close for me. Um, but we'll see. I mean, for me, I, listen, I'm, I'm radical. I'm different, right? I'd have given it to Desmond Ritter because, one, he, he got Cincinnati to the playoffs. When was the last time Cincinnati were in the college football playoffs? Someone tell me because I actually know. Um, long time. Undefeated season. With He doesn't have this class of talent that that Alabama have. You know, this is why I'm just a bit like, all right, giving it Bryce Young, congratulations. Listen, Bryce Young was great in the SEC Championship game, don't get me wrong, but good player, deserved to be shortlisted. I'd have given it to Desmond Ritter, but that's just me. I'm different. Fair. I, I like an don't watch enough college to be able to offer anything <laughs> on that one, I'm afraid. So Fine. it's something I'm trying to get into. It's not something time and family commitments allow at this stage, sadly. So, uh, no. Um, we mentioned him earlier. I'm dropping him because he's on the Jags. You're not. James Robinson, 
Tell me where you're at. I'm going to tell you why you're not going to drop James Robinson right now. Listen, a lot of people are going to be quite annoyed. Now, he was benched in week 13, uh, fumbled the ball early. Urban Meyer decided, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bench my best player because it's what Urban Meyer does. Also, he just loves Carlos Hyde because Carlos Hyde was with him in college and has put up with his crap over the years. Um, he got the start this Sunday. And everyone's going to look at that stat line and go, oh, God, he had four yards on six carries. So that's not good. Listen, they were behind in that game before the game really even got going. Like, they were out of that game before it even really began. And it was 20 to nothing. But they abandoned the run. They just abandoned it altogether. They decided they're just going to let Trevor throw. He threw four picks. That was a stupid decision anyway. Um, Their next two games are against the Texans and the Jets. They're going to be in those games, right? So they're going to run the ball more. They're very friendly game script games for James Robinson. They're games that he is going to get more touches. He's going to be involved in a lot more. I get why people were knocked with James Robinson, and I, I completely get it. But I think for the next two weeks, I would definitely hold him. I think championship week, you can probably get rid of. But um, I think the way I look at it is, you know, when I look at this, the, the Texans and Jets run defenses have allowed significantly more fantasy points uh, against the run than teams like the Titans and New England that we've mentioned. So I think you're going to find he's going to be pretty good in the next couple of games. Again, week 17, I can make the case you drop him. But I think for the next two weeks with the game script, the fact they're going to run the ball more. Um, and, you know, I went on a show. I went on Fantasy Pros at the start of the season. I talked about why James Robinson was such an important part of that offense that Urban Myers just completely ignored is that actually he was responsible for like 64% of their production or something like that. I can't remember the stuff to my head. Um, but they were so much better in screens and the explosive plays they got using their running back last season. And they just abandoned all the success that they had with that. Now, I just think James Robinson next two weeks, I would, I'd play him. I think he's, he's going to be at least an RB2. It wouldn't even shock me to see him get break into the top 10, just given the game scripts and the games that he will have. But yeah, week 17, championship week, probably cut. Fair enough. And another running back you've got here that you're keeping or going to add right now is the emergence of Rashad Penny eventually, after how many failed attempts to, to make the limelight. Yeah, exactly. So um, Rashad Penny, um, I put him on the wave wire last week. I put him in the wave wire column this week. Um, you know, massive week for... Uh, Rashad Penny, um, you know, 16 for 137 and two. As I said last week, he looked the most explosive of all the backs. Um, that clearly correlated again this week. He looked the most explosive. He had the most snaps. He made the most plays, carried the ball the most times. He is that sort of player. And again, we're looking, he just looked good. Like he looked healthy. The worry with Rashad Penny, this is a guy who was a former first-round pick, and he was drafted by this organization. He was drafted by um, Pete Carroll, and he was drafted by by the GM. You know, they have investment in the player, and that's a big thing. You know, they could have cut him four, five, six times and haven't. They know there's a player in there, and they're finally seeing, I don't say the reward, because, again, we're talking about it's too little too late, but... He is a player who's going to get a lot of work over the over the coming weeks. Um, he's also he's got a tough game this week, week fifteen. So he's got the Rams. That's a tough, tough game. But actually, week sixteen, week seventeen, he's got a great schedule. He's got the Bears and then Detroit. Like massive, massive, the arrow up games. If you can survive this week, you can pick up Rashad Perry, uh, um, 
Richard Penny. I think if you can get him, I think you can bench him this week. And then I think week 16, 17, he's at best a flex, or at worst a flex, and the best startable RB2 option. Yeah, all day long, I think he could, he could, he could be the league winner that people are, are, have been waiting for. And I, you know, to be honest, I'd empty the tank. Any, any fab you've got left, anything you've got left, I'd empty it all on Rashad Penny right now. I just, I, whatever it takes to get him. Hopefully you listened to me last week. Hopefully you picked him up. Last week. <laughs> if you didn't, he's, you know, he's free in 95% of the leagues. Just go all out. Go get Rashad Penny. Fine. The next one, I'm going to disagree with you on again, Murph, and I'm not liking it. Okay. Ignore Gerald Everett, you throw. Now, I'm not someone who drafts a tight end early. I'm a wait-and-see guy and pick someone up down the line because down the bottom there, they will do much of a muchness. And I quite like Gerald Everett, but you're I, telling me to forget the guy. We, we looked at Gerald Everett a couple of weeks ago as having yeah. probably one of the, if not the worst game a tight end has ever had in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. comes back this week, he gets less snaps, less targets than Will Disley. What yeah. saves him is the touchdown. Yeah. He gets a touchdown, which, by the way, I don't think that's a touchdown. I don't think it's a touchdown. I think the camera's off. I think if the camera's on the line, they don't give it. In, in what was a surefire touchdown, he nearly cocked it up, and he gets saved by where the camera is. He doesn't even put a full extend. Gerald Everett is someone who is not getting – he's not even getting the majority of work now. Yeah. Just move on. He's not worth owning. There's another tight end in this list as well, which is Ricky Seals-Jones. You can cut him. You can just go. Um, John Bates has that job. John um, Bates is not good. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's not Ricky Seals-Jones' job. So I would um, – yeah, I'd be getting rid. I'd definitely be getting rid of him. And, uh, yeah, just ignore Gerald Everett. Uh, you know, he might fluke a touchdown here. But that it would be that. It'd be fluke. You're not sitting there – he, he's just as likely to get zero or one points as he is to score, if not more so. If I'm ignoring Gerald Everett, I'm forced to play Hayden Hurst. So, hmm. well, Hayden Hurst <laughs> is the one I would play over. Hayden <laughs> Hurst is back and healthy. Um, <laughs> he actually got he got a significant amount of work today. He, 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 he actually did. reduced Kyle Pitts' workload uh, significantly. I think they're going to shift Pitts out wide more. Stop receiver, yeah. Exactly that, and I think you're going to see Hurts get more across the middle. I'm not saying that Hurts is um, Hurst is a a top 12 option, but if you gave me the choice between Hayden Hurst or, or Gerald Everett, it's Hayden Hurst every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Fair. Uh, another player who's being talked about doing quite well at the minute that you're expecting a, a bit of a drop-off from is well, I'm out in Las Vegas, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I think um, I think in terms of Hunter Renfro, I don't think this is anything to do with him, um, by the way. I think it's, it's talent. I, I think Two things are going to happen. If I'm a dynasty owner of Hunter Renfro, I'm selling. And I'm selling yeah. right now for whatever yeah. I can get because his price will never be higher. He's never for be higher what? what is realistic? I know you're a... we have other dynasty guys, but where are you at? I think if you can get a high second or above, I'm snapping. I'm taking I was it. Going to say because, I'm and, and here's why. Because I think they're going to sign a top draw wide receiver. In, okay. in free agency, um, I don't think they're going to go into next season with Hunter Renfro as their one. I just don't. No. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. They'll have cash available. They've lost. Yeah. It is the Raiders' organization, so we don't know. They might. <laughs> well, stranger we things don't. have happened there. <laughs> we don't, but you know they're going to have a new head coach. I think the new head coach is going to want some some weapons, yeah. and yeah. Hunter Renfro is not going to be it. 
Um, I think he'll probably still be on the team, I, but I think he's going to be a second or third read option. Uh, I think third read option or lower because Darren Waller will still be there. Um, yeah. I look at that and think, and, and then for the rest of this season, right, he has the worst schedule for wide receivers for the rest of the season. Um, he's got the Browns, the Broncos, and the Colts. So he has okay. the worst wide receiver schedule for the rest of the season. I just think you've got three teams there who defend well. They'll prevent um, They'll prevent the coverage. They will stop plays. I think you're relying on Hunter Renfro to get 10 catches to be relevant going forward. And if Darren Waller comes back weeks. fit and healthy, that's gone. And he should be back next week. So I, yeah. I think, you know, for me, I'm cashing out on Hunter Renfro. If, if I'm in a league where I can trade, I'm cashing out right now on Hunter Renfro. If I can get a high second or first round pick for someone who's contending and thinking, wow, uh, well, Hunter Renfro with his 20 PPR points, I'm going to get every game, which isn't going to be there from next week. Um, yeah, yeah I'd I, I get whatever I can for him. I think you can get a good price. Fine. I'm going to lump next week together. You've got a few ads here. So I'm going, to, I'm going to list them and you can tell us why on each of them. So sure. players that add, Amir Abdullah, Sterling Shepard, Gabriel Davis, Jeff Wilson, and the man that nobody remembered is Craig Reynolds. Yeah, here Talk we go. About so, those guys. Uh, Amir Abdullah actually got um, the pass pro work. Um, so he actually got actually pass catching and pass protection work, which is significant. Um, this game script was more in favour of Hubbard um, it was a much closer game. It's probably the closest game they're going to play for the rest of the season. Their remaining uh, schedule is the Bills, the Buccaneers, and the Saints. And maybe that Saints game, depending on how bad and where they are, they might um, that might be a bit closer than than scripted. But especially the Bills and the, the Buccaneers, you know, they're, they're going to get the ball into the hands of the running back, and that's not Juba Hubbard. That's going to be Amir Abdullah. So I'm not sitting here and projecting that Amir Abdullah is the RB one. Um, but I look at that going forward and think Chuba Hubbard's schedule now is pretty tough on the ground against the Bills and then against the Buccaneers and then the Saints. Well, no thanks. Um, I say no thanks in his upside is not Christian McCaffrey anymore. It's it's more like he's going to be a fringe RB2 at best and that's like the best outcome. But I think Amir Abdullah is going to get that catching work as we have seen. Um, he's someone I would add as a flex play. But also then if Hubbard goes down, he gets all the work. And then there's therefore going to be relevant. So I'm not predicting this high ceiling play of Amir Abdullah, but I think he's going to be relevant for the next few weeks. And he's someone I would add. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Now, Sterling Shepard is someone who typically would get, yeah, exactly. We played last week, only got four targets. People will be slightly concerned by that. Two things happened in that game that skewed it. One, he was on account. Um, they didn't want to overstress him because they see an importance down the stretch for him. The second, um, is this is weird? Twelve players registered a target in that game. Twelve. The twelve players that registered the target. That's not going to happen every week. Um, Daniel Jones is going to be back. He's going to get his guys, and you're going to see Sterling Shepard go back to nine plus targets. So for me, uh, Sterling Shepard, if he's available on a waiver wire, he's a must add. Gabriel Davis. Again, two trends on this. One, he's trending upwards. Uh, he got into the starting lineup against the Buccaneers yesterday. And then on inversely, Emmanuel Sanders got injured in that game. Um, two touchdowns in consecutive weeks for Gabe Davis. Targets are going up. Usage is going up. He's becoming more relevant. He's making plays. And that's what's... We did similar this time last year. 
and everyone thought he was going to be their their wide receiver too and then they went out and got emmanuel sanders and it kind of went well maybe they haven't got that faith in davis that we thought they did but, but he's to get there now. To different again yeah yeah I, I think they just like depth i think they like depth and i think they pushed for a run and thought we want to get as much experience as possible but i think now they're going to rely on davis a bit more so i i yeah. you know that offense has got everything have pieces of and therefore davis is a pretty cheap piece i would be adding him um something on my bench as well jeff wilson uh jeff wilson this is really simple um jamical hasty had zero i repeat zero carries yesterday so he's not a thing um jeff wilson is at worst the uh, the handcuff and i know he didn't have a great game yesterday but this running back schedule is very friendly for the 49ers down the stretch if Mitchell is out, he's going to start. He's going to be relevant. At worst, he's the handcuff um, to Mitchell. So um, Hasty's not a thing. You can drop him, um, and you can go ahead now. Jeff Wilson, if he's free, I can't imagine him being too many leagues where he's free. But if he is, I'd go ahead and add him because he's at worst the handcuff, and at best, he's going to be relevant for the next couple of weeks with a great schedule. Uh, Craig Reynolds. Um, yes. So we all sat this there this week. Well, we were all sat here this weekend and gone. Is it Jamar Jefferson or is yeah. it this? Uh, I can't pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called G Man. Um, Igwabike. Yeah. I'm just going to call him G Man. Igwabike. Um, he's a big G. He's a big G. Uh, we were sitting here debating. Is it, and I thought, oh, Jefferson, he'll probably get 60, 70% of the workload. Yeah, nothing. Um, G Man, very little as well. Um, Craig Reynolds, on the other hand, uh, Craig Reynolds has been in the league. Just let's get this right: two years plus this year, so the best part of three years. Mm-hmm. He's had one rushing attempt for four yards and one reception for three yards, and all of a sudden he's relevant. And yeah, and all of a sudden he gets 80, 80 yards on the ground. Yes, they looked looked good doing it. Um, yeah. I think I think Detroit shut down DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you'd roll him out. I don't. I don't get it. I wouldn't do it. He's probably your best offensive player. Yeah. I'm not risking him. Um, put yeah. more tread on the tires. It's not needed. So I would be. I'd be picking up Craig Reynolds on the grounds of I think he's probably going to have a role. I don't think it's going to be an amazing role, but I think he's going to have a role going forward. And with how thin running back is, he could be an RB three. That's it. He's one of those. If you lose a, a stab somewhere, you've got that floor that potentially slotting on that last minute job in it so yeah exactly that fine and the last bit you've got is some bigger names here on the drop list so yeah well i, I pick up the packers running back oh yeah committee i missed first. that so the, sorry no it's all right so the packers are in a running back committee now uh, 20 carries yesterday went 15 in the way of dylan five in the way of jones uh, people are going to sit here and tell me what well, jones isn't 100 i mean he got the touchdowns at the end of the day, jones is now a touchdown dependent back he's at best case a low end rb2 um, I told you weeks ago to sell him. I hope you listened. Um, I don't think it's just the injury. I think this was the way that by design, they were always going to get yeah. Dylan more involved when he got a bit more confidence and a bit more touches. I always saw it trending this way. It has trended this way. He's in a 50-50 yeah. timeshare now. Jones has not got that volume that was locked in before. So uh, I hope you listened. I hope you sold Jones. If I was in Dynasty, I would have sold him. In fact, I was in a Dynasty League. I sold him. Um, I got a very good deal on him. Um, 
and yeah, I think he's someone who I don't really want part. If you can try and get something for him now off the back of the two touchdowns and you can mm-hmm. get a high second or a first for him, absolutely do it because he's not going to be anywhere near where you want him to be next season. I can tell you that for free. Um, in terms of these players to drop, Zach Moss, well, he's not playing. End of. No. Uh, he oh, is a, that's pretty big. He's a, health, he's a healthy scratch. Get yep. him off your roster. He's a roster club. LaVisca Chenault does not have to trust mm-hmm. to this coaching staff, even when they've got, you know, that when you're losing your job to Laquan Treadwell, you might as well just pack it up and go home. Yep. Now, you can sit here and say that this is the coaching staff. I don't know, but the last two coaching staffs haven't got anything out of him. Um, you can drop him. He's not relevant in fantasy football as it stands right now. Kenny Golladay had probably the best situation of any of any wide receiver going in the fact that his entire wide receiver core was pretty much out and he yep. still couldn't be fantasy relevant so you can drop him he's not relevant anymore and alan robinson i mean bless him is not even his fault but <laughs> we've talked for years that alan robinson was was quarterback proof um and i don't think he is anymore it's finally caught up with him uh he is not someone who's going to contribute significantly for the playoffs you can drop him um he's not going to give you um some people were kind enough to give me some stick about richard bateman this weekend saying well i dropped him and then he had a game yeah i mean great uh, he had a game because lamar jackson went out all yeah. hell went to lose and tyler yeah. huntley decided to target him um I can't. It looks okay, to be fair. But listen, I like Richard Bateman as the player. I just don't mm-hmm. think going forward he's overly fantasy relevant. He had a game. If you want to pick him up, fine. If you want to gamble on him getting balls from Tyler Huntley every week, be my guest. But it's very clear when Lamar Jackson is in the game, he is not the preferred target. I mean, now yeah. that Sammy Watkins is out, maybe he is an ad. But Sammy Watkins was taking away that role when Sammy Watkins left the game. Richard Bateman blew up. If they keep Mark Andrews healthy, that's their first read on every single down. So, Of course it is. Uh, and why not? I think that just about sums us up, Murph. I know you've got something else to, to add just before we go. So we started yeah, out so, this morning, so, sorry, this evening, talking about something new that's coming, and you're going to touch back on that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, on, so first of all, um, there's a great app out there called uh, wisdom now wisdom is a, a an, op, an opportunity basically it's an app where uh, podcasts can interact with with listeners um they've actually just received a load of, of funding uh, as well and um the great thing about wisdom is is you know it gives an opportunity it's a completely different app it, it, you know like clubhouse but better it's far more interactive has a lot of great features where we can take questions and and get involved and, and broadcast shows on there. Um, I'm not necessarily going to broadcast shows, but I want to do some more Q and A's. I did a, a Twitter Spaces uh, impromptu on Friday, and actually want to do for the playoffs. I want to have a impromptu, well, not an impromptu, but it'll be planned um, wisdom talk. So this is where I will share some thoughts for Week 15 for playoffs. I'll share my early rankings. Um, and on top of that, we'll have some questions and I can talk to you about your lineups or questions or anything that you have um, after shared lineups. So um, 5.30 p.m., that's uh, Greenwich Mean Time, London Time, however you want to call it. Um, I'll be hosting, uh, I'll share the notes, it'll be in the share notes, but it's on the Wisdom app. The handle is at 5 Yard Rush. Um, it'll be for about 30 minutes or so. Um, 
but you'll be able to join me um, and ask any questions that you might have and we will do a um, a wisdom talk and we'll share everything that you need to know about week 15 I'll share my rankings I'll share some thoughts and processes that I have um, and we'll go for about 20 to 30 minutes or so on um, on Wednesday so Wednesday 5 30 p.m on wisdom I'll share the link as to where to join prep your questions prep your lineups and I will be happily taking questions and comments and you'll hear my rankings first before I publish them or maybe I'll just publish them right before uh, there so yeah come join us on wisdom at 5 30 p.m London time be a great green time on Wednesday fantastic I think that is 1 30 eastern time if anybody's in America so 12 30 12 30 eastern time five it hours. is sorry man it's quite right you turn up at 1 30 watch some replay job done <laughs> yeah exactly and it will be yeah it will be available to listen to and i'll share the link out on twitter uh, which you can find at fiber rush and uh but yeah on on wisdom at fiber rush uh, so give us a follow on there and uh yeah we'll host yeah. that uh be the first of one and we'll look to host some more on there for the rest of the playoffs as well so that's where i'll be hosting some intimate one-to-ones hope you're charging um i'm done for week 14 murph anything else you want to add before we call this one a night if you need anything tonight good luck um hope it goes well for you and i hope you get those miracles hope you end up in the playoffs and uh, as i said let's uh, all go win some ships together it's been a long two and a half months we've got three weeks to go let's go win some ships together well i will just say i need you to score less than i think it's 36 points tonight if you could do that, yeah, I don't advice, want that. I would... we've so we've got a league with fellow bucks fans just quickly i started one and six and i believe you started norton five math uh not five one and six yeah so we're on the same record and we're both in with a chance of making the playoffs um after some turnaround stuff after listening to some waiver ads and some changes and changing like well, as we spoke about in earlier weeks selling a piece and making the sum of the the parts greater than the one so uh we're both on route to hopefully make it but it could be a, an either or situation so let's hope we we can both get there uh, um, I just have a breaking news tweet about, oh. so it shows I'm not a doctor. Ravens Lamar Jackson, John, yeah, just come up. <laughs> John Harbaugh's top reports that QB Lamar Jackson has an ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. He indicates there are plans for Jackson to be out there Sunday, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, all right. The plan is to be out there. Still quite vague, right? So Yeah. Uh, it probably don't need to practice. Let's face it. They can rest him and, and play him in game time. Then I'm sure they will. So, right, I'm done, Murph. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And as always, don't forget, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County.
Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.